Hello everybody and welcome to Shy Squid Speaks, the podcast hosted by me, Squid Pingaro, the emo, the filmmaker and the artist, all in one on my ad. So how is everyone? I'm feeling quite down. It's just, oh, I've been recording with some new hardware and I'm pretty pissed off because I spoke a good one hour of recording this episode or the previous take of this episode and it just fucked up and it and it stalled for no fucking reason and like as soon as I press pause and then stop it <coughs> it stalled and then it, it died and it crashed me there was nothing I could do there was no way I could save it completely gone absolutely gone and also I nearly got ran over which isn't that very fun I was crossing the street to buy some groceries because I needed some fucking letters for 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 the sandwiches I was making for my friends, and and as I was putting my foot onto the 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 asphalt, a car almost fucking clipped me. He apparently he was arguing with his fucking girlfriend or something because he didn't see me or something. Uh, that was not cool. That was not very cool after all. And so. Yeah, I'm a little bit annoyed today. And, and you know what else? And that that frustrates me is like they've now changed for the learner drive because I'm a learner driver. Um, I'm 24 years old. I know what you're thinking. You should have fucking got it when you were 16. What the fuck were you doing? You know, I'm on the learner's permit and I got I can't do nothing about it. They're, they're saying it's now 70 hours. 70 from 50 hours. I'm not sure if the 10 hours that you do of night driving has changed, if that's gone up a bit or or if it's been doubled or whatever. I don't know what the deal is with that. Or maybe it's just stayed the same. I'm not so sure. But it's now 70 hours. And not only that, that you have to be on the learner's permit for a year, 12 months, which is an extension of the previous um, time limit, uh, the previous limit. So, you know, I'm pretty fucking upset about that. I had to... I'm on Ventolin now. The little puffer, remember, from high school? Do you remember those? The little, the little puffer, do you remember? And I'm just uh, spraying that. They told me, um, and I never have, like, put the puffer thing, like, right into the mouth. Otherwise, it would just spray all over your, um, your urethra. No, not the urethra. The, <laughs> the throat. I was thinking of something else. It would just, if you put it directly into your mouth, it would just spray in your throat and it doesn't work. But if you're like uh, a hand or half a hand away and you spray and you breathe in deeply and it will go in and um, it will do what it needs to be done. I've actually been on one of those machines. You can either choose to be one of those clear plastic masks that you put on your face, under your nose and over your mouth. But I chose the um, the little flat whistle thing that you put into your mouth. Um, someone might turn this into a dirty, dirty MP3. I know that would. Or just talk about putting things in my mouth. I know it's gonna happen one day. <laughs> Didn't I state that in one of podcasts to give <laughs> permission to, for people to take this audio and turn it into songs? <laughs> 
Anyway, I put the the little whistle thing in my mouth and I had to breathe in until all the liquid um, emptied itself and there was this little pipe thing that connected and um, the 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 spray and it went in and to ingest the medicine. I've tried that. We've only tried that once. I'm not in that critical condition uh, to receive that for. Um, you know, full-time or part-time. So I consider myself very, very lucky. I, I thank the nature spirits. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to speak about was that motherfucker, Wild Queen Phoenix, who was faking it all along. That sneaky guy. <laughs> Remember Wild Queen Phoenix? Like, a year ago, he, like, he went crazy. He went off the rails. He... He just made that film where he played Johnny Cash, and he sang in it, and he was quite a good singer, so it wasn't really that unplausible. But he said he's quitting acting, and he's going to be releasing a hip-hop CD, which everybody's thinking, what What the fuck? What's going on? He's gone crazy. It's just... um, What's going on? He's just fallen off the rails. He's gone completely nuts. And this was during the time when Paris Hilton was going in jail again. <laughs> um, Hasselhoff was eating pizzas off the floor or something. And, you know, it was this... The, cele- the celebrities were, like, breaking down and and Lindsay Lohan was going to jail, I think, or was that somewhat recently? I don't know. Um, Lindsay Lohan? Phew, I tell you what, she looks great as a goth. <laughs> but uh, it's funny because the E people... They fell for it. I mean, I fucking fell for it. I fell for it. Half the people in the world fell for it. And and the entertainment industry news, or whatever, the, the paparazzi, their industry was reporting it. They're saying, why Queen Phoenix was going mad? And he was starting fights with hecklers and telling everybody to fuck off. And, and you know, being being a total fucking jerk and he grew that fucking beard and had the glasses and that horrible, horrible, tragic beard that <laughs> that pagonophilic beard it was just fucking horrible it was all part of a new acting job yeah, so it was all part of a film for with his friend Casey Affleck, I think it's all part of a film and instead of like other mockumentaries or documentaries instead of camera people following them all the time. Um, like in, uh, not Rachel Griffiths, the, um, uh, the, the orange head lady, um, Rachel Griffin. Uh, I think that's her name. I can't fucking remember. But, you know how her documentary has, been, she's been followed by camera people and camera operators. Uh, they're probably the same thing, camera people and camera operators. But it wasn't filmed like that. Instead, they got their scenes by pulling it from um, the entertainment news networks and from web videos and, um, you know, his famous late-night television um, interviews that he gave. And he, come to think, he looked like he was on drugs, but it was all an act. And all act. It was all faked for a fucking film. And... Although, in my opinion, as a filmmaker, it's um, quite a different and fascinating way to make a film. Just grabbing, you know, just acting and 
letting other people film it for you and asking their permission and but you know it's going to have the cost for the licensing and and permits and whatever and it's pretty long and expensive pro- process to make a film that way i just feel sort of cheated you know i just feel sort of fucking cheated by it well, maybe because me, I'm a fucking idiot and I'm gullible and I'll boot and I fall for these things. I've been addicted to kiwi fruit lately. I think they're so delicious. They've got this tidy, play, uh, tidy sort of uh, taste to it, and they use it for uh, wedding cakes or some sort of thing like that. They're really sweet. I personally, you may feel a little bit disgusted when I tell you this. I personally. Uh, eat the skin of a kiwi fruit. It, it, it is edible. It's it's not poisonous. It's not spiky. It's furry and a little bit hairy, but uh, but it's it's perfectly fine. It's just fine. It's it's you know it just doesn't. I want to say it's sour or bitter. It just uh, it tastes pretty good, really. It tastes pretty good. Um, it's kind of like apple rind or um orange rind. Orange rind, jeez, jeez, I won't eat that orange rind. Orange skin, would you ever eat orange skin? Nah, nah, I wouldn't either. Disgusting. You'll probably use it to grate it and put it on a dessert for orange cake and whatever. But kiwi fruit um, skin is perfectly fine. It's it, it's okay, and you know the center is the most part, and it's so colorful and the green shape and it's it's the black inside and it's. It's an awesome fruit. I love kiwis. Speaking about kiwis, it's um, avian namesake, the kiwi uh, bird, um, has got a sort of of a body odor problem. Have you heard about this? The kiwi bird is a flightless bird which is native to New Zealand, and for millions of years, it. It had no fear of predators, and it, it evolved without predators. It doesn't have any uh, poison gas or poison uh, venom or poison toes or whatever. And for millions of years, um, it wasn't hunted by any. And then, when wolves were in, and dogs and I suppose feral cats and things like that were introduced into New Zealand, the the kiwi bird would just literally. <laughs> They would literally uh, just walk in into their open mouths, and it would just—it would be like nothing to them because they had nothing to fear, so they couldn't evolve any defense mechanisms, and they get—they get fucking eaten, and um, they're almost extinct because of this. Now, however, some scientists have come up with a deodorant that they spray on the kiwi bird, so it it will create this like. Uh, if it functions as sort of like a um, insect repellent, and it makes the wolves, the foxes, uh, the dogs, and and the feral, other feral animals, um, run away. It creates this smell, and they don't like the smell, and they just took off, and they're leaving the the kiwi birds alone. And you know, it just such an ingenuity to create this this um. The solution to a problem, <laughs> and uh, I think it cost about this deodorant <coughs> costed about two hundred thousand dollars, or no, actually I think it cost over five hundred thousand dollars. I can't really remember the numbers why, but it's in that ballpark. I think or was it five hundred 
thousand pounds. I don't know. Um, but it was a pretty a large amount to spend on the development of a deodorant. <laughs> Even more than the, the fragrance companies spend to develop their products. It's really amazing what kind of smells they, uh, they can capture into a bottle via the distillation process, I believe. And like, you know, the chocolate deodorants, they actually smell like fucking chocolate. How do they do that? How do they do that? They can, uh, I don't know, they can do uh, Ode de Orangutan. They could probably get the uh, the smell of an orangutan and put it into a bottle and, and they can sell it. And I'm not sure if it will sell that much. I'm not sure if there's a market for people who want to smell like orangutans. Probably the the scientists who research orangutans. Orangutans. Fucking hell, what the hell am I saying? What am I saying? I'm just... Uh, I drank too much coffee today. That's probably why yeah, I'm just... I'm bouncing off the walls at the moment. But they're pretty fascinating creatures, aren't they? They say that um, a chimpanzee will... When confronted with a mobile phone will just smash it into pieces uh, a gorilla will grab the phone take it apart but an orangutan will um, grab the mobile phone take it apart and put it back together again they're really smart creatures it's amazing <laughs> but if they can come up with a repellent deodorant for the kiwi birds to stave off the foxes and the wolves then perhaps they can come up with some sort of thing to um, repel uh, people who hit on you in nightclubs inappropriately <coughs> although I do enjoy a free drink the big news is Halo Reach selling 200 million dollars beating Modern Warfare 2 become the biggest F- S- uh, FPS of all time on the Xbox 360. 200 million dollars. Not even uh, Australian independent films make that much. 200 million dollars. That's I think it's on par with um, other highest selling video game. I think Tomb Raider 2 and The Sims probably sold more but that that's a mint. They're making a mint out of this. Bungie and Microsoft are fucking geniuses, and they're making money for it. And and well done to them. It's it's a pretty good game. It's pretty much the best in the series ever since the original Master Chief Halo games. There's been a lot of high-profile games released in 2010, especially around this time during Thanksgiving and Christmas, where Stressed out parents are trying to find video games to buy to make their children happy so they won't um, pester them for <laughs> for another six months. And it makes sense as an economic and business sense to s- release games <coughs> excuse me, in this period. And um, But there's, there's, we're going to hardly keep up. At, at first it started with StarCraft 2, which is tremendously popular. It... it um, it took 10 years to make up, but the fanboys and the fangirls went crazy. They went nuts, especially in Southeast Asia, where it's like a fucking sport. People who play video games professionally, um, they make a mint. They make heaps of money, and they're as famous as cricketers in this country. It, it's huge in Southeast Asia, StarCraft. And then... And then came out Mafia 2, and then there's Halo Reach, and then there's going to be Civilization 5, Gran Turismo 5, Gothic 4, and it's it's not going to stop. We're going to be 
there's going to be so many good games coming out. It's going to be really exciting. It's going to be absolutely, you know, one of the best times to be a gamer in 2010. It's going to, it's, it's shaping up to be a very good year for video games. I just had so many calls lately. It's not, not work. It's just people, I grab the phone, it calls me, I say hello, hello, like about three different times, and it's just a dial tone. No one's answering. Nothing. Really, really annoying. Just, I mean, you know, at least tell me that my toilet is on fire before you decide to prank me. I mean, seriously. And, you know, to telemarketers, too. You know, I, I kind of feel sorry for them because nobody likes getting disturbed by them. And, um... Not many people very much like them, but, you know, telemarketing is one of those growing means in advertising. Second only to, like, television, online, and cinema uh, mode of advertising, and it generates a lot of revenue, I hear, according to my friend who works in this industry. You know, we have no, you know, no beef with them. I mean, we have got no reason to be angry with them. They're just doing their job. They're just doing their job. You know, it's a hard work. It, it's a pretty stressful environment, really. They they get worked hard, and, you know, I've never ever been... They've never ever been rude to me, as 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 as, men, as much as they call me. They've never ever been too rude to me, so, you know, there's that. Hmm. Is that all I wanted to speak about? Um, there's nothing I had to plug. Oh yeah, Monoliths, the last episode. It's on tomorrow night, Sunday at 9pm on Channel 31 Adelaide. Make sure you watch that. And um, it's it's pretty good. It uh, features... Um, <coughs> it's one of the best episodes, really. Um, it's all about public art and its relationship to the environment. And it's... It's believe me, it's a tearjerker. <laughs> anyway, guys and girls, of course, and people of all genders, and um, yes, so I'm really, really busy tonight, uh, and not because I've got a, a huge bisexual party. <laughs> I'm I'm like really busy tonight with production and everything. So thank you very much for listening. Good night.